What's up, everyone? I want to tell you guys about my friends over at GT Nursery. Green Touch Nursery is located at 8842 Park Street in Bellflower, California, 90706. Oscar, the owner of this nursery, is a dear friend of mine and was actually a guest on this podcast on episode number 28 titled The Shed with his brother Edgar. Make sure to check that out. Oscar's been growing plants since he was 10 years old and was exposed to nurseries his entire life. His family owned multiple nurseries, so he grew up working in these places and lives and breathes plants every single day. He opened this place up back in February 2015. They are open on weekdays 8 to 4 and weekends 9 to 3. They specialize in cacti and succulents from all over the world. And let me tell you, with Oscar, the knowledge goes deep. This dude is constantly in the field doing research, going to botanical gardens, getting with really experienced growers and asking all kinds of questions. So you don't just get a plant, but you get the knowledge and passion behind this place. And that can really be felt when you're there. Their mission is to create a community of like-minded individuals from all walks of life that enjoy beautiful plants. I would say they have succeeded in their mission. I've attended multiple plant swaps and meetups. And this place is really like a home base for the for those of us in the local community. They also host these big sales where he brings in vendors from all over the place, really bringing amazing and obscure plants to the table. You need to head over to their Instagram at GT Nursery. I will make sure to plug a link to all of their socials and content in the description of every episode. He does these live auctions every Wednesday evening, and it's a lot of fun. He's constantly uplifting other members of the community and really giving other people an opportunity to come on to this very successful auction and sell plants. I've done it a couple times and it's amazing to see the success that they've had. Oscar and Edgar have really dedicated themselves and honed their craft and have been very consistent with these auctions. It's a lot of fun. Even if you're just watching, it's one of my favorite things to do on a Wednesday evening. You can head over to their Instagram for more info. I'm very grateful to have this partnership and to be telling you guys about this place. Green Touch Nursery, 8842 Park Street, Bellflower, California, 90706. Tell them I sent you. Hello, my plant friends. I want to take a moment to talk to you guys about mushrooms. No, not that kind of mushrooms. I'm talking about reishi, chaga, shiitake, maitake, ergo, cordyceps, lion's mane, all these different mushrooms that have been used for thousands of years in Chinese herbal medicine. It is ancient wisdom that there are tons of health benefits to consuming mushrooms of all types. And I recently started supplementing with this company called Real Mushrooms. If you haven't had the chance to listen to episode 38 featuring Jeff Chilton, I highly recommend it. He is the founder of this company and an ethnomycologist who's been studying mushrooms for a really long time. He really breaks it down for us. Another good resource for this information would be the movie Fantastic Fungi. Definitely recommend that. Or you can just click on one of the links in the description of every episode that will take you to articles that outline all the different health benefits of these mushroom supplements. Now, I'm going to run through all the ones that I've actually been taking myself. So Real Mushrooms offers these hot water extracts that are made from the whole fruit body of these mushrooms, and they come in both powder and capsule form. So I've been taking the five defenders in the capsule form, and it's a blend of turkey tail, reishi, maitake, shiitake, and chaga. Now, all of those mushrooms have been proven to boost the immune system. So who couldn't benefit from having a boost in their immune system right now? Another one that I'm taking is the Mushroom D2Z, which is a blend of reishi and chaga only. It is infused with vitamin D and zinc. Now, the vast majority of the population is deficient in vitamin D. So what better way to get it 
than in these mushroom supplements that come with all these other health benefits. Another one that was recommended to me, but I'm taking in the powder form is chaga. So chaga has been used to help improve issues with digestion. So if you have something like IBD, IBS, I highly recommend this. I've been taking it at night, mixing it with my sleepy time tea, and I've noticed a huge improvement in my digestion problems. So anytime I'm about to do a podcast, I take lion's mane or right before work. Lion's mane has been proven to help with cognition. It is a nootropic that some studies suggest that may even be creating new neural pathways in your brain. So anytime I think I'm going to have to use my brain a lot, I take the lion's mane. And the last one that I'm taking is cordyceps. So cordyceps are used by athletes for performance enhancement, and they're known to really help with endurance and boost your energy levels. So if you're feeling really low energy, start trying this cordyceps. I'm taking it every day and my energy levels are way up. So that's all the ones that I'm taking myself personally that I can speak on, but there's testimonials for every single one on the website of Real Mushrooms, realmushrooms.com. If you're ready to pull the trigger and want to make a purchase and start supplementing these mushrooms, make sure to click on one of the links in the description of my episodes, or you can go to the link in my bio on my Instagram and click the little button that says real mushrooms and it has a little mushroom emoji, or you can use code if plants could talk at checkout and you'll get 10% off all future orders. However, if you're a first time buyer, you can sign up to get a first time buyer code of 25% off your first order. So definitely do that. It would help me out a lot if you guys use my link and use that code at checkout. So make sure to go check them out. Real mushrooms. This podcast is brought to you by Mezcala Nursery, located at 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala is family-owned, family-ran since 2007. This is the House of Succulent Growing Grounds. I'm talking everything you can possibly imagine in the succulent realm, from your common everyday plants to your more rare and obscure imports. They can service your landscaping needs and they have a bunch of hoop houses dedicated to houseplants and tropicals. If you guys need any kind of plant, I'm telling you, go to Mezcala. If you bring them a price from another nursery, they're going to beat it. If you bring them a price from a big box store, they're going to beat it. 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala Nursery. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on September 28th, 2021, with my guest, Freezomatic, aka Freeze Forms, but his friends call him Freeze. Freeze joined me virtually today from Menifee, California. He is an avid rock collector, also known as Rock Hounder, that I learned today, or Rock Liquor. <laughs> and he, of course, collects plants, specifically cactus. Freeze has been collecting rocks since childhood and really knows the ins and outs of hounding, man. He brought a bunch of really cool stuff to show us. So there's definitely, this is definitely something that you're going to want to go head over to the YouTube channel and watch the video. I'm on YouTube as If Plants Could Talk. You can find a link to it in the bio of my Instagram at If Plants Could Talk podcast. Go check out the video. I will get it out ASAP. Super stoked to have found somebody to bring this topic to the show. He did an excellent job, and I'm really grateful for it. I hope that you guys enjoy. Here's Freeze. Freeze-O-Matic, a.k.a. Freeze Forms, is here with me today. 
How are you, How you today? doing? Good, man. Doing Good. all right. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, quite an honor, actually. Thank you. Well, you want to tell me where where are you talking to me from right now? Uh, I'm at my house in uh, Menifee, uh, just hanging in the kitchen with the uh, dog sleeping on the floor. That's cool, man. So you've got like a little bit bigger of a piece of property out there, right? Uh, it's just under a quarter acre, uh, and I got right. a tiny house, so I got a lot more land than I do house, which is way cool with me because I spend all my time out there anyways. That's rad, man. Yeah, when I was talking to you yesterday to prepare for the show, I was saying that you seemed like the type of person that enjoys their solitude. And uh, I think that's really cool, you know, because I, I don't get a lot of solitude. So I, I'm fascinated by people that like do things like what you do, going out on single missions, hiking, collecting crystals and rocks and gems and all that. I think it's a really cool way of life, man. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, it's just, I just honestly, uh, I stopped waiting for other people. Yeah. You know, you, you invite people and, you know, everyone bails usually. It's not necessarily their fault, but, you know, things come up and things happen. But I just stopped waiting. And like, it's if, if I'm not going to go, then it's not going to get done. So you can always rely on yourself. Exactly. Absolutely. And now I got a dog to go with me, too. So hell yeah, that's cool. So where I've been out on like uh, little hikes getting longer and longer, like every couple weeks. So, well, how kind of distances are you doing? Uh, let's say we did six miles the other day, you know, so it was about maybe three and a half, four hours. Gnarly. Um, you know, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of up and downhill, rocky stuff. Um, you know, I want to get her to the point where I can take her out like overnight camping and stuff too. So, you know, she's gonna have to start wearing a backpack eventually. Yeah, getting her in shape, training her, huh? Oh, yeah. That's dope, dude. And do you do you do? I'm just curious. Are you doing like any other exercise outside of that, or is that where you get most of your exercise? Um, I haven't trained in a good while, but I've boxed for for most of my adult life since mm. I was about 19 years old. So, I mean, I guess I'm pretty much always in shape, kind of, because I'm yeah. still always doing things. I, I'm not one of these people that sits still. So yeah, you know, I'm I'm always moving rocks, doing something, you know, moving something around somewhere, digging a hole. That's awesome, dude. And you, you are you on foot delivering mail when you work for the post office? Or are you? Uh, fortunately, not. I, I have had one of those routes, um, and they are a little rough because you know you got to carry all your stuff on one side of your body while you're doing everything. Everything, you know. On Crazy. the other hand, um, you know, I, I did have that for a while. Um, I'm wow. looking kind of glad I don't because um, I enjoy doing my stuff outside of work and not being tired afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I really admire those people, man. And you look at their calves and they're fucking giant always. <laughs> they're always like oh, yeah. muscular calves. I'm like, damn. Oh yeah, the guy, the guy there's one old guy, like he he chose he chooses that route like every time, like it you know, they periodically they move everybody around and like he gets the option to go back to that route. And he always goes back to it. Like he enjoys the walking. He wants the walking. And man, this guy is like the most fit guy you've ever seen. Like he's just like tall and nothing but like muscle and bone yeah you know like and his legs are just gigantic yeah dude it's a gangster ass job that's cool dude so where where did you grow up at um i grew up in moreno valley uh not too far from here actually um and kind of by riverside okay uh, uh by march air force base so not like the greatest area but not you know not the worst mm -hmm. and you know, there was definitely my fair share of uh running home from school 
in junior high school. Okay. So a little bit of troublemaking. Uh, no, not necessarily. Just trying to stay out of trouble. Oh, okay. I see. You know, Oh, running home from school to stay safe. Yeah. I was like, uh, all right, time to get out of here. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. It can get rough out there for sure. Like I, I've been, I've had some sketchy encounters in the IE. <laughs> oh yeah. It's not, you know, it, you know, I remember being like a kid and like having a full grown adult try and like steal my bike, like in the middle of the day, like, fuck. Like, man, what do you do? Like, I was just like, no. And I just tried to ride away. Like, I mean, what else do you do? Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, that, that builds character for sure. But, no, I think that's why uh, I started boxing when I did. Like, I moved out of Moreno Valley and I at uh, 19 and 19 or 20, and I moved to Temecula. I didn't know anybody, so I just kind of joined a boxing gym. I'm not sure why that was the natural course, but, hmm. yeah, I was that. And it's been that ever since. Hell yeah, man. That's dope. And where did the fa- what came first, the fascination with rocks and crystals or oh. plants? Oh, I was that kid that had rocks in his pockets, and I just never grew out of it. <laughs> That's cool, dude. I just oh God, I found better rocks now. Like I know the difference between a rock and a, and a mineral and and a crystal. You know, as you know, I was just that kid. Like oh. my mom was always mad at me. She'd throw the clothes in the washer, and like you hear the rocks banging around in the washing. <laughs> She'd yell my name, Andrew. Wow. Where did that come uh, from, do you think? Uh, I was always just kind of like, like I, like I said, I've always been like into like secluded stuff. Like I always just kind of did my own thing. Um, I said, I learned really early. I'm not waiting for anybody. Mm. Um, you know, if, if I want to do it, I'm just going to go do it. Uh, and if you want to come, you can come. Cool, dude. So like, you know, I'd always, I was always digging around in the backyard thinking I found treasures and shit from like the construction sites and all that. And, you know, my parents didn't, discourage it so i always thought it was a good thing and then it just kind of led to like you know we'd go out camping and i'd go go off on my own and like start digging around thinking i knew what i was looking for like oh i'm gonna go find these fossils there's fossils out here i just know it and of course there's nothing out there it's just this field that's been excavated you know however many times for camping purposes Mm. you know i didn't know that and that that just kind of went into like learning about the rocks and you know, how like the minerals and crystals form, the tectonic activity and the pressures and heats and all that. Um, and yeah, I said, I, just, I never grew out of that. I've got like, there's a 50, 50 chance. I've got a rock in my pocket at any given time. <laughs> Self-taught too, man. That's rad. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, if I'm into it, I'm into it. Like there's, um, I'm one of those people that's all or nothing. Mm. So like, I definitely got into it. I got all the, the gem books, the rock hounding books, uh, I don't know, everything you could think of to, to find a rock. Very cool. Yeah, I've become increasingly more uh, interested in this. I took a geology class just strictly because I have a science requirement for school. And man, I, I actually thought of you. I was just telling you that before the podcast. And like this stromatolite, it's something I've been fascinated with stromatolites forever because uh, my understanding, I don't know that it's accurate, but it's like one of the earliest recorded life forms of like algae right multicellular it, it totally life is life forms right yeah and i think i learned about that on like national geographic when i was a kid and i was like oh, i want one i want one i want one i've always wanted one and then you presented it as a trade at the show and like dude i was so stoked i was beaming all day i love it oh yeah i remember how stoked you were about it like you're one of the first people that i've showed that to that knew what it was <laughs> like most people are like a what I'm like that's kind of a cool bubbly rock like no it's a fossil and 
you tell them it's a stromatolite and it was a living thing. They're actually still alive. You can find them. Okay. Um, there's one place off the coast of Australia. It's like super protected. Like you can't go there, but they're there. Mm. Yeah. It's total living fossils, stromatolites. Now about how old do you know, like anything, uh, any of the background information on something like this? Like how old? Um, I don't know necessarily that piece because um, sure. it was a piece I had, you know, gotten through another person's collection. Like, you know, a person passed away and I get, part of this collection from them, an old friend of mine or something. Mm. Um, and they had the information, but I don't know where they had it. Uh, so I couldn't really tell you anything specifically, but I mean, a lot of the stromatolites said there's some of the oldest life forms on earth. So they're, you know, billions of year old fossils. Yeah. Like they've, they've gone through a lot to get to our shelves where they are. That's really cool, dude. Hell yeah. And, and, uh, so you've been collecting always. Uh, oh yeah. I've always had a rock collection. Like it's this weird, like, you know, I'm when I've ever had, every time I've had to move, it's like, dude, what do you have? And you're like, it's a, it's a box of rocks. Like, sorry. Hmm. You know, it's seven, five pounds of, um, of box, huh. you know, like good size, you know, good size stuff like this, you know, it starts to add up Yeah. when you start filling them up and wrapping them up. What's that one? Uh, so this is uh anthracite, anthracite coal. Okay. Uh, uh, it's actually a really light rock. Um, you know, it's it's a basically a collector's piece of coal, mm. and I, not the coal you burn to to light a fire. I incorrectly assumed it was uh, tourmaline. Um, it's a common. A lot of people just think like a black rock is tourmaline, but there's yeah. there's a ton of rocks out there. You know, obsidians. Uh, you know, smoky quartz. I've got a giant smoky quartz right here as well. Smoky quartz. What what causes it to to not be like uh, transparent and be smoky? Um, so like when the crystallization process happens, like for the for like the quartz and stuff, what happens? Um, like there's liquid and gases trapped inside, and as they're escaping, like during the crystallization process, the so the less gas you have in there, the more clear and pure your crystal. The the more gases and liquids, the less transparent that crystal is going to be and it's going to be more uh, more uh, saturated like this one cool so what's the oldest what's the oldest one you've got do you know um oh as far as like fossils go sure i don't know i've got like some megalodon teeth um i've got a ton of ammonites uh probably would have been the that the stromatolite ah yeah cool megalodon so that's like the old school the ancient sh- giant shark right yeah and i've got so i've got a few of these guys wow, teeth dude. uh this is the only complete one i have i've got a bunch of halves that's fucking crazy it's huge yeah i, I can yeah i know i know i know a lot of people that are into these things so i do trades with them and like you know i have something they want they have something i want and you know it's easy come easy go now you do have a separate page from your Freezomatic page called Freeze Forms, right? And there you do yes. offer what what is it that you offer there? Uh so I make these little rock pots. Uh you know, I go for like the whole natural look. Uh plants just kind of sitting in in the ground and you just kind of plucked it and put it on your shelf kind of thing. Yeah. Um I was actually inspired by Tony uh Prickly Punk. Mm. Uh, I saw his and he didn't sell them at the time. Um I wanted to get one for my mom. And, Cause she really liked them and he's like, yeah, no, I don't sell them. They're kind of my own thing. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to make one for my mom. And then that turned into making them for other people and making them for myself as well. 
Dope. What kind of a process is that? Um, so I basically, uh, I use a rubberized mortar. Um, it's real easy. It's super easy. If anybody's interested, I could totally like just DM me. I'll totally tell you how it's done. Cool. Uh, it's really cool. You can make your own thing. Like I, I like to do it myself kind of more anymore, but I totally offer them up. Um, but yeah, it's just a rubberized glue. I mix it with like paper sand and like, um, DG gravel, mm-hmm. like sifted stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just mix it up. So it's a nice consistency you know, kind of put my rocks together little by little and, uh, you know, fill that in with a little more rocks. How I want, you know, depending on how I want to look very cool. like tops, both rocks. So very cool. And you do sometimes part with some of these other items as well, right? Like the Megalodon. I saw you had some posted some uh, stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, I've got plenty of these things and I can get more. So if it's something people want, like I can easily get them for people. Yeah. Mm. Something interesting that you said to me was that you that trades were more meaningful to you, something along those words, lines uh, that because I was trying to get some rocks from you and ultimately did, but uh, you had told me that trades were more meaningful to you. Oh, absolutely! Like I would rather like meet you and like learn about what you want to trade and like talk to you. Like, hey, what do you want to trade me? Let's see what you have like that you would be willing to part with, and you know, tell me about it. I want to know where did you get it? Why is was well, what's up with it? You know. Like, tell me what you know that I know I can tell you what you know. And it's more of a just like, especially with like the plant community, it's more of a getting to know each other kind of thing is more of instead of a transaction. Yeah. Like, I'd rather not just have a bunch of transactions. I'd rather meet a bunch of cool people and like, you know, share my knowledge and like get some of their knowledge. Like I might learn something that I never even knew about. Like I've talked to a lot of people uh, from this community and it's been great. Like I've learned a lot of things about things that I had no, like I've never interested in before, but like, now I've learned these little tidbits and I'm like, Oh, that is pretty interesting. There's a lot more to that than I ever thought kind of thing. And it's just from doing trades with them, you know, taking my thing and, you know, exchanging it for theirs. Mm, that's beautiful. There's like a connection. Way better. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that. Like I still have you, you know, the, the cactus I got for you from that trade is out there in my greenhouse and it's doing really well. So hell yeah. And you know, that's something I'll have longer than any cash you would have ever given me. Right. Totally. Cool. And where, where did the plants come into your story? Um, going out and collecting rocks. Mm. Like, like, how are these plants, like, growing out here? It's super hot. Like, you know, it's dry. It's windy. Uh, there's nothing out here. It doesn't rain. And when it does rain, it dries up. It doesn't go any deeper than a few inches in the surface. Um, so I started kind of, like, looking into a lot of these plants. Like, you know, how are they growing out here? And just started from there. And my, my grandma was always like, she, my grandma was one of those old people that had a lot of plants too. Okay. Um, I remember my very experience, experience with a cactus was grabbing a giant monkey tail because I didn't <laughs> better. I thought it was just going to be this fluffy, cool cactus. And then no, I was remember sitting there for like an hour while my, my grandma and my mom picked all those little like spines out of my hand. Oh, I didn't realize that they come out. Oh yeah. If you grab them hard enough, they do. Uh can't say ever like they got like the little hair ones underneath the bottom too so that's cool yeah no i remember uh but no like getting in you know going out and you know prospecting and like digging stuff up and making sure i wasn't like disturbing things because you go out and like the whole thing is to leave it as close to how you found it Mm. like i am taking like minerals and stuff but i'm not taking pounds of stuff with me i'm taking like a couple pocketfuls of what i can carry um but, you know, I'm careful, you know, we started learning about like, okay, maybe I shouldn't like dig here because these plants are growing here. Like, I don't know about these plants, you know, 
And then some of the plants do fight back. So you learn to just not dig there anyways. Mm, mm. Is there some, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, is there some like ethical principles for conservation in the rock uh, world as there is with like protecting and conserving cactus? Sometimes. Uh, it depends who you talk to. Uh, uh, I'm not the kind of guy that wants to go out and find every, like, we got to go clear this area, you know, just the three of us and, you know, profit off of it. Like I'm going to go out and I'm going to take maybe a bucket and that's all I can carry. And I'm probably not even going to fill that because half a bucket is really heavy. Mm, mm. Unless I'm, I'm getting bigger rocks, you know, for like, you know, yard purposes or something where they're, it's just like limestone falling off the side of the road you know, kind of thing. I'm not, you know, there's, there is a, a ethical ethicalness to it of not taking too much. I want to make sure there's more for other people yeah. to go out and collect as well. Yeah. Only taking Thanks. what you need. Yeah. That makes sense. Totally. So you want to field some questions? Oh, absolutely. I'm really curious about this. I got a bunch. Oh man. Let's see. All right. First one comes from Planty Fur. It's not a question. Such a pleasant person. No question. LOL. Just a comment. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. That was sweet. Thanks, Jenny. No Palito Arte. He said, this might be asked already, but can you tell when someone is a chronic plant male fiend? I totally can. Um, and I typically know the person because I end up talking to them all the time because they come out to get those packages. Mm. Uh, I always let them know like, Hey, like what, what plants are you getting? Like, where are you getting them from? Like, you know, like what plants are you into? And I've seen like a lot of my customers collections from just like asking questions or like even leaving notes about the plants in their own yard. But no, I can totally tell when you guys order a shit ton of plant mail. That's right. <laughs> so they're like the first people on the street, like, Hey man, did I get a package? Today? Oh no. If I've got, if I've got a package that says like live plant and it's like at the end of my route, I'll, I'll make a special like, you know, deviants to go drop that off early in the day. Oh, dude, that's dope. Because it gets hot in the back of those trucks, dude, and I wouldn't want my plants sitting back there. Yeah, dude. So you get invited in sometimes to see people's collections or, like, gifted um, plants? Absolutely. That's how I met my friend Dan. Mm. Um, he is a 90-year-old man who's been collecting for 40-something years, you know, grows from seed, has an amazing greenhouse. Some of you, some people have met him from Instagram. Um, yeah, he, I left him a note one day and he just invited me back and showed me this amazing greenhouse with these giant adenium and, you know, all kinds of huge plants that are like as old as me. Um, yeah, he's a super nice guy, really not knowledgeable, like just happy to share. Dope. Like, so yeah, no, I totally talk to my customers about that stuff all the time. Yeah. I think I saw you make a post about him, right? Oh yeah. No, yeah. I've posted about him a few times. Yeah. Cool. Super interesting, man. Let's see what else we got. Nenis Lenis said, how did you get into rock hounding and any tips for newbies? Uh, well, like I said, I was that kid that just never grew out of having the rocks in his pocket. Um, and as far as like newbies, just, just go out, go out and have fun. Mm. Uh, find, you know, go to your, go to like Barnes and Noble, get on Amazon, like find the local rock hounding books, uh, get online, you know, search up the local areas. Like, there's stuff like you wouldn't even believe that's like within towns, mm. like old mining dumps, like in the middle of Riverside City, um, that you can just go dig through and find garnets and stuff. Um, you know, nothing major, but you know, a fun thing for if you're starting out to like kind of know what you're doing and looking for. Mm. Uh, 
but yeah, all the books, like read all the books you can and just go out and have a good time. Don't go out with the expectation that you're going to find something great. You know, just go out for, you know, the exercise of it and to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was called hounding. That's what they call the collection of it. Oh yeah. Hounding. We're also called rock lickers. Rock lickers. Because <laughs> sometimes you don't know what a rock's going to look like until it gets wet. And you don't really have water sometimes out there to waste. So you just kind of lick your thumb or lick the rock. Mm. So you can tell if it's some kind of like salt. Some uh, like you're look, yeah, you're looking for like if it's like a type of agate or something. It's got any kind of pattern. Like the 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 wetness will bring that out. So yeah, we're called you know rock hounds, rock lickers. Very you know. cool. Yeah. What are some of like the coolest finds that you've done like personally? Um, I found some pretty nice pieces of petrified wood. That's one of my. That's like one of the easiest things you can go out and look for. So that's something like a newbie should definitely go out and, and try and find because it's really easy to find. A lot of times it's. It's kind of right there on the surface if you just kind of disturb it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's spread out enough that you do have to search. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's areas you can go to and it's just, you know, it's kind of prevalent if you if you know where to look and how to look for it. Now, is some of that because of the ice age that it ends up being petrified? Um, no. So the, the petrification process is it's similar to like fossilization. So a lot of times it's. Right now, it's places that are like really deserty, like dry places. But those places used to be like really boggy or, or wet places. Or a lot of times it's from volcanic like ash that covers trees. Uh, we'll petrify them as well. Um, but, you know, these trees fall and they fall in water and silt or they get covered with mud or something. And you need oxygen to decay. So they kind of, you know, decay underground, but they can't really deteriorate a whole lot. And so over time, like the the organic matter gets... It, it kind of gets switched out um silica kind of replaces all the organic matter and you get these different whatever different colors you know different minerals provide different colors um you know eventually all the organic matter is gone and you just have this silica stick i see you know your petrified wood um but no it does it's you know it's all all wet places where it couldn't it couldn't decay and rot like it would out here where it gets rained on every year and then mm-hmm. dried and rained on kind of thing Mm. So, so, you know, we're lucky we even have some of it. I mean, honestly, mm. uh, but uh, volcanic ash falls will totally petrify trees as well. Mm. Now, is that a similar process to like a petrified choya or is that different? Um, you know, like choya wood, like a cactus? Uh, so that's just, that's just the, that's just the, the fleshy part of the plant uh, decaying off of the, the skeleton. Mm. That's just the woody part of the plant. Um, I have never seen a petrified chola. That would be fucking rad. Okay, so it's not petrified. Uh, it's just dried out uh, plant. Yeah, the ones you find out in the desert right now. Yeah, yeah, those are just like the sticks, the skeletons of the plant. Okay, cool. But yeah, no, a petrified one of those would be amazing. Let's see. Funkindelic said, how long have you been doing mail for? Uh, it feels like way longer than it has. Yeah. Uh, but I've only been delivering mail for like five years. Okay. Um, some days it's a really awesome job. Some days, like I walk in the building and just want to die. Oh, no. <laughs> um, since the pandemic, it's been pretty bad. Um, it's been pretty much the worst year I've ever worked there. Oh man. But you know, it's got it's, uh, the job's got to get done. Yeah. Um, so we just do it. Was there like an influx? What's what's causing that? A lack of funding? Um, so at the beginning of the pandemic, it was just everybody home ordering things. Right. Huge. Like influx. our 
like yeah no our i'm our package volume like quadrupled to what we could we couldn't handle it Shit. like we literally had like days worth of amazon packages sitting outside in our parking lot wow because we just like we couldn't get to it till we could get to it wow yeah i remember when the delays got really bad it seems that you guys have figured it out though uh everything is kind of slowed down um something happened i'm not sure what uh we're all glad yeah uh we're still working a lot but i mean it's definitely not as bad as it was but it's it's a cool job uh but this year has definitely been a different year than than it's supposed to be yeah yeah I think a lot of e-commerce launched in the last couple of years too, right? Because I mean, I launched uh, in the last couple of years. A lot of people I know totally. did. We have a lot of like daily pickups from like people's houses, not necessarily businesses now. Mm. Uh, people selling stuff from home because it's just way more economical than going somewhere and doing it and renting a big old warehouse. Yeah. When, when you have a garage. Yeah. Well, I think that it's one of the most underrated professions out there for sure because we didn't realize like just how much we depend on them, even for things like elections and stuff, you know, but like, it's so important. Oh, that was a whole thing. oh man, that was a whole thing too. Yeah, I bet. Oh, you wouldn't believe how many people don't like the post office. And I learned that really faster in the election. What's their beef? I don't know. I don't get it. We don't have I to don't, get into I don't it. Know, but... dude, it'd be people I'd be taking packages to their door and they'd be like, giving me crap. I'm like, what? Well, here you go. Like, you're welcome. What the fuck? Um, but, you know, you just like, it is what it is. And maybe that person's just having a bad day. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the controversy around that and it's whatever. But, man, it's really unfortunate because that's, that's super important, you know. And also, like, I remember there was going to be like a huge cut in funding and I was like devastated and wanting to like protest. But, um, yeah, that and grocery stores. Uh, there's a lot of things that we, you know, you don't realize we look up to all these other professions, but we don't realize just how important all these other ones are. Yeah, they weren't helping anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a cool job. I like the job. Um, I definitely enjoy it. I get to listen to music all day. Like I'm out there on my own. Uh, you know, it works well with my ADD because I don't stop moving. Mm, mm. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. So gardening would then too, right? Gardening, um, rocking. So I rock typically handling. am doing a yeah, I'm typically doing like multiple things at once. Like I'm building a rock pot while I've got some holes being dug over here while I'm moving rocks around while I'm in the middle of like repotting some things. Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm a mover. Like I don't stop. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people struggle to channel that into something like what you're doing and it being positive, but it sounds like, you know, that you've really, you're utilizing it. This uh, well, it's easy because I have my own space now. Like, it's a lot easier now. Like, these last six months have been super easy to do that because, like, it's, this is mine. Like, I don't have to come. Like, I don't need permission. Um, I don't have to do something if I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, well, brain says this isn't happening right now. So, mm. I see. Uh, it wasn't always that easy because, you know, you live with other people, you live by other people's rules. Mm. Yeah. It's definitely a lot easier to uh, relax with that now for sure. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. But not like like having like a hundred things to do. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, May succulent cacti lady, sorry, May. We've answered this question, but how'd you get into rocks? Um, the pokey raccoon. Oh, we answered this too. How long have you worked for USPS? And the pokey raccoon. When did you start collecting rocks? Where is your favorite place to hunt to rock hunt? 
everyone wants to know about your rocks, dude. <laughs> oh man. So one of my favorite places to go is actually not that far, not that exotic. It's the uh, North Calico mountains. Okay. Uh, you can find a lot of different things out there. Um, and there's a whole like different, a whole bunch of different mountain ranges, not too far that you can also explore. Um, but the North Calicos are pretty like domestic. You can walk around, like you can, you can hike them pretty easily. You can get to everything. You don't need like a four by to, to get most places. Mm. Um, so if I'm going to go out somewhere like to do some serious collecting, like I like to get some petrified palm wood. That's where I'm going to go. That's a hard one to find. Mm. Um, I've gotten a lot of the, the large agate boulders from my yard out there. Um, I filled up the back of my dad's to F two fifty. And I got some really nice, like crystal, you know, you know, uh, geodes out of those agates as well. Like really nice, like, you know, foot long geodes from them. Um, so that's a really good spot. It's one of my favorite spots to go. And I've actually tried to take people there. So, uh, whenever people are down, uh, they just gotta let me know. That's very cool. I would love that agate. I, I like agate a lot, man. It's a beautiful one for sure. Cool. You gotta be ready to walk and carry a lot of rocks. I'm down. I'm down with it. I like to hike. So cool. Let's and there was, there was a two part question, right? Yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, when did you start and where's your favorite place? Oh, I say I started as a kid, just never grew out of it. Yeah. It, every rock was a cool rock when I was a kid. That's right. Cactus Dan Man. Cactus Dan Man said, Cact- what is the cactus you are most proud of in your collection? And you can have a couple that you love with a winky face. Oh, man, let's see. Um, I've got a really big, about three and a half foot tall crested mirtillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had that for a long time. It's one of the ones I've had for the longest. Um, yeah, it's a nice, big, fat dinosaur looking plant. Um, it's probably definitely one of my favorites. Um, a lot of my copia po I've had. Uh, the ones I've had the longest are probably my favorites simply because I've had them for so long. Sure. Um, I have specific groups of cactus that I like better than others. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if that that counts. But yeah. I definitely like astrophytum if like that's if that's part of that. Um, and I've got quite a few. I definitely have a lot of those. Um, but definitely that that large crested mirtillo is probably my favorite. Yeah, those are fucking cool. Shout out to Psychedelic Ninja. That's his like favorite cactus, I think. I'm wearing his shirt and his uh, button right now on this nice. podcast. <laughs> but that's his favorite. Nice. I always think of those. Man, yeah, those are really cool. They're like aliens. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the one that everyone notices when like they come to my yard. Mm-hmm. cool how long did you say you've been collecting cactus um well i said i so i've probably had cactus for probably 15 years Very that cool. i've been like having plants but so i've been moving around a lot so it was never a real collection until like the last maybe four or five years mm-hmm. you have a greenhouse right i do have a greenhouse i have a small little uh, six by eight greenhouse out there cool man and some outdoor uh, grounded plants too right Oh yeah, I put some. I'm, I'm definitely getting brave with some of the stuff I'm putting out there. Um, some people were telling me I shouldn't do it, and I do it anyways. Like what? But uh, like the Stenoceras uh, beniki, mm-hmm. I grind those guys. Um, some of the more sensitive euphorbia, I've got a bunch of Bursera I grounded, mm. uh, Microphylla and uh, Phagoroides. 
so hopefully when it rains, I don't lose them. Is that what the concern is? Like rot or it, that's the, they rot pretty easily. So, hmm. so I've got them kind of like, I, I created some like rock mounds and like, I got to kind of up off the ground a little bit. So we'll see if that helps. Do you have them like, but, uh, like filtered light at all? Do you put cloth? Oh on no, they're own? just in the back. No, I have no shade cloth back there. Just a tree that's going to be gone soon. Hopefully. Hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Cactus Dan, man, who would you love to hang out with in the cactus community? Perhaps somebody you've never met. Uh, I don't know. Something along those lines. Um, honestly, like I've met a bunch of people so far and everybody's been super rad. So I can't say there's anybody that I want to meet more than anybody else. Like yeah. I'd love to meet everybody. Like the meetups are super rad. Um, it's almost a little overwhelming like getting to meet everybody like you kind of for, you know you forget people's names and you just call them by their 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 mm-hmm. handle mm-hmm. um but no i mean honestly like if i got the chance to meet everybody i'd meet everybody it's a tough question and it is i saw you say one time on an instagram post that you haven't met a cactus person that you didn't like which is i can't agree more 100% oh no like everybody's super generous they're super nice like everyone's like so willing to share like their knowledge and like Oh, I've got this extra thing. Take it. Like, yeah. like everyone's super cool. Like I said, yeah. Uh, if I got the chance that if everybody's invited, so like you can all come over. Awesome. Yeah. It's something I really appreciate because now there's been 40 people that have come onto this podcast that are willing to share an hour of their time, be vulnerable in front of God knows how many people and like tell their story, you know, and show their face and all, all of that. I, I appreciate that because I'm not sure that in, in other communities, that uh or cultures or hobbies that you could necessarily find that many people that would want to come um, on and do that you know what i mean yeah totally um yeah a lot of a lot of people like like a lot of the rock hounders i know they're very secretive like they're, they're not going to tell you where they go they won't tell you like their favorite place to go hounding they won't tell me like yeah. Yeah. um so no i totally get it but yeah no the plant community is like totally like yeah here like this is what i know i found this out you guys should all know it too yeah, something like unique. it's great, and they're, they're all we're all fascinated. And I can almost guarantee you that any plant person listening to this is just as fascinated in the rocks and the fossils too, because we're we're all earthy type people. Oh, totally, you absolutely. Know? They go hand in hand. Like, yeah. If if you got if you're potting up plants, you've got a pile of rocks somewhere that you use for those plants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I even like learned what agate is is from buying it from GT Nursery. Like I'd heard of it, I think, but I didn't have any, you know, I'm more of like a crystal person, but I'm starting to become more interested with the uh, fossils and minerals. Speaking of these- GT, like that's how I kind of started getting to know everybody. I took a bunch of Garnet and stuff down there and Oscar bought it from me. Mm. Um, Oscar bought a bunch of petrified wood for me and a bunch of agate and stuff I collected. And then he went and he's like, you know what, I'm going to expand on this. And then he went and started getting it from other places, which, you know, great for him. Like it was awesome. Mm. Cause now more people can get these things. I love it. I wonder if the agate I have is from you is a while ago. Uh, bought it it, is, like, it could ago. be like it, it, there's a chance. That's cool, man. I like that you're sharing that. And yes, uh, Oscar has, has done a, a big thing for this community for sure by having that space and oh absolutely by putting on those events and bringing us all together absolutely no ask oscar is who i've met a lot of the people that i've met on here through yeah. like going to his events and just like just being hanging out his nursery yeah for sure so. okay cactus dan man with some more questions 
Where would you like to see plants in habitat? So I guess somewhere you've oh, never man. been. Let's go to Madagascar. Madagascar. Um, I've been to Australia, um, so I've already kind of done that, and New Zealand, but Madagascar is like my my place to go. Um, yeah, I'd love to go to Madagascar. Mm. That's my that's probably my my top three places in the world I need to visit right now. Yeah. Cool. So uh, how is Australia? Like you know, the nature part of it, like the plants that are only there, um, that you know, completely endemic to Madagascar, mm. um, that are disappearing. You know, that you know, if we don't go see now, we might not get to see in, in 15, 20 years. So mm. that that's number one. That's that's an easy one. Mm. And now is that climate related or poaching related, a combination of both? Uh probably both. I'm mm. sure there's a lot of poaching. I, I mean, I don't really pay attention to all that. I don't follow, you know the whole poaching thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I do follow the news for like the, you know, climate change and all that. Um, but I'm sure it is a combination of, well, people do want these plants that only come from there and they're, you know, they know they're hard to get and, you know, running out. Yeah. How was Australia? Did, did you do some uh, rock hounding? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I was mostly just there like to visit friends and like, I, you know, I kind of hung out. I was there for about three weeks. Mm. Um, and it was probably one of the coolest places I've been to. Um, real lot, like there's no cactus there, mm. uh, because cactus are only from the Americas, um, other than the, uh, Apuntias that we took down there and now are super invasive all over the place. Mm. I didn't know that. Okay. That's um, interesting. But no, that's a super cool place. And then, uh, New Zealand was a little more tropical. Um, that was a more tropical place. So we're not a whole lot of desert type cactus there. No. Yeah. Desert type plants. You know, trichocereus is very prevalent in Australia, which is obviously not uh, natural. But uh, I know that they have a big trichocereus uh, San Pedro community. Yeah, they do. Um, I follow quite a few of those guys. I talk to them sometimes, and yeah, no, they they got there's they've got some pretty good collections out there. A lot of different trichocereus. Um, but yeah, no, the cactus aren't native to to there, so they're all imported. And unfortunately, I don't think they can get a lot of those things now. I think it's a I think their government is kind of strict on some of that stuff as yeah. far as like, you know, mailing it in and mailing it out. Yeah. Now they have Australian cultivars and stuff that you can only get from Australia and vice versa. You got to order it from there, you know, so they've that, Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think mean, it's the whole Island evolution. It's the micro evolution thing there. Mm. Cool, man. Favorite online or in-person cactus nursery, cactus stand, man. Um, you know what? I really like going down south. I like going to uh, M&J Nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, that's down in uh, Vista and Gnosis. Gnosis is probably my favorite place to go. Um, Dean's just a great guy, super knowledgeable, um, always has like a great plant selection to choose from. So that'd probably be my my top two right there. Mm-hmm. And then GT. GT's in there uh, only because, you know, Oscar's cool. Yeah, His place sucks, but he's cool. <laughs> I haven't had the pleasure of going to Gnosis, but I did have somebody somebody indirectly reached out and was like, hey, I talked to the guy, at, I guess Dean, at Gnosis, and uh, he'd be interested in talking on the podcast if we could refrain from certain things. And I don't remember what it was, but I, I'm super interested in talking to him, and I would love to go see that. Where is that exactly? Uh, he's out in Ramona. Um, yeah, Dean's a super interesting guy, super smart guy, like really knowledgeable uh, yeah, he, he's somebody you'd love to have on the show for sure. Very cool. Uh, I would definitely listen, love to listen to him, what he has to say. 
That would be rad. Yeah, I'll try to get try to get that going. Let's see, Big Cactus Rescue. What's up, Martin? He said, "What's your favorite Slayer album?" Oh man, you know what? I I listen to all my music all day, and I don't really look at what the names of the songs or albums are, so I couldn't tell you like what is what um, unless like I actually like stop and look at it. Mm. Um, so I can't answer that. I can just tell you that I just rock out all day. Um, I couldn't give you like a specific song title or album that I'm going to choose. Unfortunately. So you like music, but you're not like one of those people that, uh, reads all the lyrics and, and knows the titles of everything. Um, So, so the music is mostly like for when I'm doing things like I need music in my background because if I don't, I can't focus on what I'm trying to do. Mm. Um, so I need to have music at work and I need to have like constant music um, or else my mind starts to wander. Mm. It's part of that whole ADD thing. Yeah. Um, so like if I have something I have to get done at the house, like I have to have music on. Like if I'm just hanging out and like I want to just mess around, like it's just nice, quiet, you know, me here. Mm. um no i couldn't tell you names of like certain albums um even like my favorite bands like bad religion is my favorite band i couldn't tell you half the names of their albums yeah Um, but yeah no so i couldn't tell you a slayer album if i if i tried but you find it to be grounding it sounds like like it Uh, totally yeah Uh, and i'm starting to branch out to a lot a lot of different things right now um i don't know a lot of things are kind of working their way in and i really like it Mm. Mm. and what's it what's on what's on the agenda here like what 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 do you got going on right now in the life uh, of freeze um well i got a girlfriend now and that's super rad nice like and couldn't tell you how long it's been i've been single forever really? like almost yeah uh, i got my dog now like that's awesome like i could i couldn't tell you how long i've been wanting a dog of my own um i had a dog a long time ago and that was just and ended unfortunately yeah uh, i never wanted to get like in that situation again where i had to move with the dog and keep moving with the dog so so now i got my house i got my dog i got a girlfriend like like life's going pretty well nice, i got my rocks and my plants it must be someone special to have uh broke that six-year run of of being single man oh i totally made her pot of plants with me and everything <laughs> That's right, dude. He was totally. down. Like, he was totally down. Yeah, I saw you guys have been doing some hiking, too. Oh, yeah. That's um, cool, man. She's pretty cool. Um, I definitely like her a lot. Rad. Rad. I got another question. I got a final question for you. Okay, From final question. T-Rex Plants. She said, what's your favorite type of rock? Oh, uh, aquamarine. What is- like, if you're talking like gemstone, it or are you talking says, like... It says rock. Let's hear them all. I want to hear them all. Like, I definitely got a thing for the blue rocks. I like my rocks blue. Like, aquamarines uh, definitely do it for me. Like, a nice, deep blue aquamarine. Like, uh, the blue fluorites. I really like the blue fluorites. I don't know. Um, Azurites. For some reason, blue rocks really get my attention. Mm. What about cactus? Do you like blue cactus, too? Um, Like I said, the astrophytums would probably be my my go-to. Is like, ooh, I want to check these out, like, you know, that's the group I'm going to go to first, yep. uh, just because of the variation. Okay. Um, but yeah, favorite rock. Um, oh, I do have this, my absolute favorite rock. I actually have it right here, and it's not blue. Uh, it's kind of hard to see its color. It's uh, this is a Veracruz amethyst. 
Wow. Uh, and it's actually got a bubble inside of it in here. You won't be able to see it on this video, unfortunately. Uh, so it's a uh, anhydro Veracruz amethyst. Uh, it's probably the uh, most precious rock I have. It is my absolute favorite rock of my collection, if I had to name one. Mm. I would have never guessed that that was an amethyst. Uh, it's a very, very faint purple. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's what the Veracruz amethysts are known for. It's that really nice light, like light purple, almost pinkish color. Mm. The reason why I had circled back to the cactus was was because I was wondering if the blue had carried over. Uh, if you liked blue, if you had like a thing for blue cactus, because I do, and I know a lot of people okay. do. I have a few blue cactus, but it's not like my thing. Mm. Um, I would definitely say it's probably the Astros. Okay. So do you want to you wanna, uh, spend the next 15 minutes? Do you have some stuff to show? Um, I've got a few things here, totally, um, if that's cool. I would love to hear all about it, man. Um, so let's go back to uh, like this big old smoky quartz here. So this has actually got some garnets. Dude, it's cool. On it. Super um, cool. I don't know how well these are showing up in the video. Looks good to me. Um, but yeah, you can totally tell where it was like removed from the matrix. Like this is where it grew in its pocket. Uh, and this is where, you know, it's fully terminated at the top. Nice, nice flat termination, almost tabular. Uh, I'd imagine if it was complete, it'd be kind of a flat crystal instead of a, a more round hexagonal one. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, these smokies with these quartz, uh, you know, you don't typically find them this size material. This is almost a pound. So this is a pretty good, nice little crystal right here. Um, I gave Mikey, Mikey Lowe's Magic a good one, a nice one like this, and a, a nice, like, actual, you know, long hexagonal crystal-shaped one. He, I, he told me he was making a big old pendant out of it. I really want to see it, so hurry up with that, Mikey. Cool. Um, I've got this guy here, which is another really nice one. So it's double-terminated. Um, it's got lots of – turn the light here. You can see these little, like, calcite mm. blades on the sides. Yeah. I got lines this whole side here and whole inside and it's got some nice purple fluorite squares on the bottom. It's fucking gorgeous, dude. But yeah, no, this is another good size, good size specimen crystal. Uh, like these are the inside crystals. These ones don't go in the plants outside. Mm. So I've got a nice big ammonite here. So I know a lot of people have seen me take these guys places i definitely have a lot of these for trade if anybody's interested in these 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 guys are a dime a dozen to me uh so if you want one let me know um i'm happy to share these with people now where does that come from uh so an ammonite uh it's a fossil um you know what a nautilus is no the, the creature a nautilus it gets got the shell and it kind of swims backwards looks like a like a squid shoved in a shell okay um you know well millions of years ago all, all the all, most of the creatures looked like that you know these little snail like you know crustacean creatures mm -hmm. uh, and like these mass die-offs they all fell to the seabed and like kind of fossilized at the same time so you find them in big groups sometimes or you just find them singly like fossilized but yeah you'll find big groups of them all stuck together fossilized um uh they're pretty cool i really That's like really them cool dude now is it finished slice, is it finished like the I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it finished? Like, did some, is that how it naturally is? Uh, so or? it was sliced in half. Okay. Uh, it was sliced in half and polished. Okay. Uh, and that's what a lot of people do because they have these like crystal pockets, like where the, uh, 
like the pockets of the shell would uh-huh. be. Like there's these crystal pockets set for them. Um, so I have a complete one here that's not cut. Uh, and this one is a little different. It's got a little more like ridge design, uh, a little more like dendritic uh, designs in the side. Uh, but this one's not sliced. So this would be one that's just like polished on the outside. Uh-huh. Uh, who knows what it looks like on the inside. It could have pockets that might not, you know, you never know. It looks like a fucking lobster or something. It's crazy looking. Uh, so this would be how they would swim. They swim this way and like this little creature would be like out here and it'd just be like swimming along. Wow. Like tentacles sticking out. Um, and so then I have a couple of my rock pots in here as well. Like you saw the small one. I actually just made this one the other day. Um, making these little small wedge ones for like these little small cactus. These little small specialty guys that like the wedges. Mm-hmm. They grow in like crevices. So I thought I'd try a few of those out. Uh, and then I have a bigger one here that I've actually had for a long time. Whoa. Dude. This is probably one of the first ones I ever made. Uh, so that cactus is pretty well established in there. Like I can't get the roots out; they're they're pretty well tangled into the pot. Permanent um, housing. Uh, pretty much, and I've kind of learned that once you establish a plant in one of these, they're not coming out easily. Um, their roots go right into the cracks and kind of fill them in, which I kind of enjoy. I think it's a cooler thing now. Like they kind of make themselves part of the pot. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe um, that was your first one. It came out so good. Uh, yeah, it's one of my first ones. I would say it was probably one of the first three. Um, yeah, it was one. Of the, it came out so really well. I was like, yeah, sorry, I gotta keep this one. Yeah. Uh, but the first two, the first other two, I gave away. Mm. Uh, I gave one to my mom and then one to my friend. Very cool, dude. No, um, but yeah, that's that's all I got pretty much. Well, um, I definitely appreciate you having me on, dude. Like, um. I got, I've been getting to hear like all my friends do it and it's super cool to hear them and like learn a little more about them personally than like I knew just from our, our, you know, Instagram conversations and, you know, just hanging out at nurseries for 15 or 20 minutes. It's definitely a cool thing that you're doing. I appreciate that man a lot. It's funny to me because before we started, I told you I was taking this geology class and you're like, Oh, you probably know more than me, bro. I don't know. You could have to break everything you just told me into layman's terms, man. I'm fascinated by it. And your knowledge is very impressive, dude. Very, oh, well, thank very you. impressive. I was actually super like concerned, like, man, I'm going to get on here and sound like a dummy. No, bro. You killed it, dude. That's great. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much. If everybody could, um, or no, where, where can everybody find you? Uh, Freezomatic. Um, or, you know, from there you can find, if you want to check out the rock pots, uh, there's a link to my freeze forms page there. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, you can find me at like the nurseries pretty much on the weekends. Now, do you only offer those like via DM or do you have them listed or custom orders? Um, I have a couple custom orders that I'm working on. Okay. They're not anything that I can do like quickly, especially if it's custom order and like you want specific colors. Yeah. Like I got to kind of pick through rocks and find things that fit. Mm. Um, but if like, I do have a few that are just done and ready to go and they're just kind of hanging out. Hell yeah, man. I would love to um, see them. And that. I just, I, I post them as they're done and you know, people message me. I actually have them for sale at Gnosis. Uh, okay. Dean allowed me to uh, set some up there uh, some time ago. So if you're ever down that way and you want to check them out, they're there as well. Very cool, dude. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. And I would love to get together one day, dude. We, I feel like we'd have a great time, man. And especially oh, if you could show me some rock spots, I would love that too. 
Oh, no, totally, man. I can, there's like, there's easy places just like within like 30 minutes of where I live, like just within these hills between the houses that you can find stuff in and people don't even realize it. Very cool. Do you ever use a so. uh, Google earth to like find spots? Oh, absolutely. That's how I find my, that's how I find my way to these places when I'm walking back in these hills. Oh, wow. I just kind of screenshot it because there are a lot of times I know I'm not going to have reception. Uh-huh. So I'll like, I'll Google earth like a, a far out picture and then like a couple of small closer ones. Um, and I'll just kind of flip through them as I'm like hiking through the hills to make sure I'm in the right spot. Hell yeah, dude. Now, can you tell like what, what may be deposited there sometimes by looking at Google uh, earth? Not from Google earth, but okay. typically like, you know, you know where you're going, you know, you know what you're going out there for. Um, it's just a matter of finding the spot. Mm. Mm. Like a lot of like so a lot of the places in these silica have like old abandoned like silica mines, which are you know quartz. Mm. Uh, you know you can find little pieces of quartz, you know small chips and you know nice little rainbows in them and little pieces of smokies and stuff like that. Like people are like like I said, I could probably walk twenty minutes to the hills from my house and find something mm. if That's I just cool. dug around for, for you know and I was tenacious enough. Uh, I'm curious as like a closing question, what uh, what are some <clears throat> of the common like rocks stones minerals crystals that you can find here in southern california like what are the most prevalent? Uh, well in like san diego like northern san diego county there's uh there's some pretty famous tourmaline mines mm. uh like they're called the tourmaline queen uh in the ocean view mines uh they put out a lot of really good tourmaline and you can actually do pay digs there you can pay it's like i think it's like 70 or 75 bucks and you can dig through like their mine tailings and you find some really nice stones um, I've taken my mom to do that because I wanted to make sure she found some stones instead of just making her walk for hours in the desert. Hell yeah. Um, and, you know, we found some really nice aquamarines, some really nice, really large, like terminated quartz crystals. You know, some people next to us found some really nice, like fully completed garnets. Uh, it's a really cool time, uh, but it's all private land out there. A lot of those are claimed and you can't just walk out there and dig. Mm. Um, you have to go out on BLM land if you want to like, do your own digging kind of thing i see and that's where like really just like it pays to do your own research and kind of know what you're looking for instead of just you know walking around and hoping you find something right totally um but yeah there's i said abandoned silica mines you could easily go to like they're not hard to get there's roads to them Mm. you don't got to climb through rocks or anything to get to them very cool dude well i appreciate your time man if everyone, Absolutely. if everyone could please like review and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button, I would appreciate that. Freezomatic everyone. Bye. Thank you.